Welcome to episode 26 of AI.Cooking, a podcast about artificial intelligence. Hello, meet the bags. Welcome to AI.Cooking, episode 26, a podcast about artificial intelligence. I am Gregory William Forsyth Foreman from the Kingdom of Kent, who brings you news about artificial intelligence from the first half of March 2022, and AI Knowledge Corner. Yes, hello. I got a new sofa about a week ago, ordered it probably just after Christmas, only just got it three months. But it's very comfortable. It's a very comfortable sofa, and uh, it's a corner sofa. So that's 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 something that's about me. In this episode, the top story is Business Insider is reporting that there's a talent shortage of machine learning engineers right now as demand for AI specialists booms. The number of new graduates with machine learning backgrounds is not keeping pace with demand for their skills. Five or four years ago, many companies were just scratching the surface for AI capabilities, said Narek Veridan, chief technology officer at Barcelona-based Glovo, which makes a shopping app. Now AI is ingrained in every industry and transforming the way we do things every day. The COVID-19 pandemic disrupted the job market as many firms stopped hiring. Now they're playing catch-up, said Christiana Chung, head of data science at Harnham, a New York recruitment firm. A wider range of applications than ever before can take advantage of machine learning said Catherine Breslin, founder of the UK consultancy Kingfisher Labs. That's stretching the pool of potential hires even thinner. Candidates qualified for junior positions are as hard to find as those for more experienced roles, observed Angie Ma, co-founder of London software and consulting startup Faculty AI. In other news... Machine learning models aren't likely to replace human stock market analysts anytime soon, a new study concluded. Wojciech Bozinski at University of Cambridge and colleagues at Cambridge and Oxford Brookes University pinpointed key flaws in prior research into models that predict stock market trends. Neither the algorithms nor the regulators who oversee the market are ready for automated trading, they said. The authors studied 27 peer-reviewed studies published between 2018 that used machine learning to forecast the market. They found patterns that rendered these approaches inadequate as guides to real-world investment. Although investment funds that claim to use AI have garnered attention, so far they've generated mixed results. Sentient Investment Management a hedge fund that used algorithms to control its trading strategies, started in 2016 and gained 4% the following year. It failed to make money in 2018 and promptly shut down. Rogers AI Global Macro ETF 
an AI-driven international fund launched in 2018 and liquidated its holdings the following year. EcuBots AI Equity ETF, powered by IBM's Watson, is the closest we have come across to an AI fund success story to date, the authors said. It has consistently underperformed the Standard & Poor's 500, an index of the most valuable US companies. Never knew that S&P standed for Standard & Poor. <laughs> what is that about? <clears throat> Whatever. If machine learning can make predictions, why can't it predict market activity? A couple of reasons stand out. This paper examines the misalignment between AI research and the likely challenges of real-world development. Moreover, even if an algorithm predicts market dynamics accurately within the short term, it will lose accuracy as its own predictions come to influence sales and purchases. Studying algorithms that make trading decisions has always been a challenge since traders tend to keep information about successful algorithms to themselves, lest competitors replicate them and dull their edge. Hedge funds that have access to non-public data, for example, specific online chats, have used machine learning with apparent success over years. But those funds haven't published papers that describe their models. Thirdly, Vision guided quadrupedal locomotion in the wild with multimodal delay randomization. A dog doesn't think twice about fetching a tennis ball, but an autonomous robot typically suffers from delays between perception and action. A new machine learning model helped a quadruped robot coordinate its senses and actuators. Chaiko Sara Imai and colleagues at University of California devised a reinforcement learning method, Multimodal Delay Randomization, or MMDR, that approximates real-world latency in a simulated training environment, enabling engineers to compensate for it. The authors trained their system to compute optimal angles for a simulated robot's joints using the reinforcement learning algorithm Proximal Policy Optimization. The virtual robot traversed uneven virtual ground between box-like obstacles in a pie-bullet simulation. The authors tested a Unitree A1 robot in the real world, comparing MMDR with alternatives they call No Delay and Frame Extract. No delay used only the four most recent frames as input. Frame extract was similar to MMDR, but used the initial frames from each of the buffered sequences. MMDR was consistently best in terms of steps travelled through a variety of terrain. There we go, getting closer to traversing the rubbleization of the world. And going from quadruped robots to number four itself. Who is behind QAnon? Linguistic detectives find fingerprints. Machine learning algorithms may have unmasked the authors behind a sprawling conspiracy that has had a wide-ranging impact on US politics. Two research teams analysed social media posts to identify Q, the anonymous figure at the centre of US right-wing politics. <laughs> political, <laughs> political, political movement called QAnon. 
The New York Times reported. <laughs> oh, guys. New York Times. Inspired by Q's claims that US society is run by a satanic cabal, Q and on members have committed acts of violence. Some US politicians have expressed support for the movement. <laughs> ah, get me a uh, get me an audition over at ITV News or BBC News or whatever. Look at this. I'm doing this. I'm doing QAnon news. Hey, I would like to say some alleged QAnon members have committed acts of violence. <laughs> According to sources familiar with the matter. Q posted over three years starting on the website 4chan in October 2017 before migrating later that year to 8chan, which later shut down and relaunched as 8con. <laughs> 8con. Q stopped posting in December 2020. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, Q got got. That's before the whole Wuhan flu thing, right? Oh, well, this is juicy, isn't it? Only on article number four. And this is some... Mm, like what the writing team's done with this one. Swiss text analysis firm... Orphanalytics. <laughs> Orphanalytics. That is capital O, R-P-H, capital A-N-A-L-R-Y-T-I-C-S. Orphanalytics. 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 <laughs> oh, wow. That's some Swiss. Well done, Swiss people, for orphaning analytics. <laughs> Swiss text analysis firm Orphanalytics clustered Q's posts to track changes in authorship over time. QAnon's claims have been debunked by numerous fact-checkers. Yet, a 2022 survey found that roughly one in five Americans agreed with at least some of them. Just going to pour a bit, bit of my beer out. Saturday night. I'm allowed, right? And have a sip, obviously. Or a glug. Oh, that's nice, that is. Mm-mm. Welcome to my world. Orf Analytics. Can't believe it. Wow. Cannot believe that. Orf Analytics. Brilliant. Stop me in my tracks, that did. Where were we? Q Anon's claims have been debunked by numerous fact checkers. Yet a 2022 survey found that roughly one in five Americans agreed with at least some of them. The movement's appeal rests partly on the belief that Q is an anonymous government operative with a high-level security clearance. Evidence that Q is a pair of internet-savvy civilians may steer believers towards more credible sources of information. Machine learning offers an evidence-based way to combat disinformation. To be credible, though, methods must be openly shared and subject to scrutiny. Well, scrutinization is very important, isn't it? Fifthly, the Great Resignation Gives Birth to Digital Employees Powered by AI, ML, and RPA. Your next co-worker may be an algorithmic teammate with a virtual face. Yay! WorkFusion unveiled a line of AI tools that automate daily business tasks. One thing that sets them apart is the marketing pitch. Each has a fictitious persona, including a name, face, and accompanying live-action video, and professional resume. WorkFusion offers a cadre of six systems it touts as virtual teammates. Each is dedicated to a role such as 
customer service coordinator, and performs rote tasks. May that be root tasks, perhaps? I don't know. Such as entering data or extracting information from documents. At this point, their personas are superficial. They don't affect a system's operation just the way it's presented to potential customers. WorkFusion's virtual teammates are examples of robot process automation, or RPA, which automates office work by interacting with documents like spreadsheets and email. The RPA market is expected to grow 25% annually, reaching $7.5 billion by 2028. Oh, give me some of that. <clears throat> like a slice of that pie. A billion, a million millions, isn't that that? <laughs> I don't know. People already anthropomorphize cars, guitars, and Roombas. Wherever people and AI work together closely, it may make sense to humanize the technology with a name and face, a practice that's already common in the chatbot biz. Just watch out for The Uncanny Valley, a creepy realm populated by unsettling, nearly but not quite human avatars. <laughs> yeah, let's beware of Uncanny Valley. <laughs> uncanny Valley, wow. Show title. Ah, beer. And in our sixth piece of news for this fortnight, we move on to a story that posits that China is poised to become the dominant national power in AI. New research is suggesting. The Brookings Institution, a non-profit public policy think tank, assessed which of 50 countries are best positioned to become AI powerhouses. The analysts examined each country according to 10 data points, including total processing power, number of top supercomputers, private and public investments in AI, and volumes of research publications and patent filings. The US and China are clear leaders. According to the analysis, the US excels in technology, but China's much larger population portends future gains in engineering and research. The analysts ranked France, Germany, Japan and the UK in the next group. They deemed the UK to have the highest potential to compete with China and the US. Oh, pesky Britons over in Britain near me. Oh, get away from my Kent. They assigned Canada, India, Italy and South Korea to the next tier. Of these, India offers outstanding education but lacks technology, they concluded. The remaining countries lack competitive investments, technology or both. This group includes relatively prosperous countries like Austria and Singapore, as well as historically underdeveloped countries like Mexico and Uganda. Uganda. <laughs> I love Uganda. This, this is just the word. Uganda? What are Uganda in at? For the seventh slice of news tonight, we have skillful precipitation now casting using deep generative models of radar. A new deep learning technique increased the precision of short-term rainfall forecasts. Suman Ravuri, Carol Lenk, Matthew Wilson and colleagues at DeepMind, UK Meteorological Office and University of Exeter 
and University of Reading, developed Deep Generative Model of Radar, or DGMR, to predict amounts of precipitation up to two hours in advance. Two hours! That's two hours to get your brollies, everyone. State-of-the-art precipitation simulations struggle with short-time scales and small-distance scales. A Generative Adversarial Network, or GAN, can rapidly generate sequences of realistic images. Why not weather maps? A conditional GAN, which conditions its output on a specific input, say previous weather history, could produce precipitation maps of future rainfall in short order. Given a random input, a GAN learns to produce realistic output through competition between a discriminator that judges whether output is synthetic or real, and a generator that aims to fool the discriminator. What a cool little game! A conditional GAN works the same way, but adds an input that conditions both the generator's output and the discriminator's judgement. The authors trained a conditional GAN, given radar images of cloud cover, to generate a series of precipitation maps that represent future rainfall. Interestingly, datasets from UK were used. Quote, to train and evaluate now casting models over the UK, we used a collection of radar composites from the Met Office RadarNet4 network. This network comprises more than 15 operational proprietary C-band dual polarisation radars covering 99% of the UK. End quote. Chomping in with our eighth bite here. AI computer maker GraphCore unveils 3D chip, promises 500 trillion parameter ultra-intelligence machine. GraphCore, the six-year-old Bristol, England-based maker of artificial intelligence chips and systems, announced a new chip called Bow that makes use of two semiconductor die stacked one on top of the other which it said will speed up applications such as deep learning training by 40% while cutting energy use. Win-win, baby. The company claims are five times faster than comparable DGX machines from NVIDIA at half the price. Ah, oh, get me one. I'll sign up. Bow, which is named for the Bow neighbourhood of London, is the first step in what is to us a strategic direction that involves vertical silicon integration. In other words, stacking silicon dice on top of each other, said Simon Knowles, co-founder and chief technologist of GraphCore. In a media briefing, GraphCore co-founder and CEO Nigel Toon in the same media briefing, said Bo's wafer-on-wafer approach will make possible many stacked die that will dramatically increase computing power. We're gonna leverage this wafer-on-wafer technology to drive the next phase of AI computing, said Toon. That next-gen IPU, he said, would realise the vision of 1960s compute scientist Jack Good and colleague of Alan Turing's who conceived of an intelligence explosion. Good was the first person to describe the idea that a computer would be able to exceed the compute capability and the information capacity of a human brain. 
said Toon. We are now embarking. We are working on a project today to deliver this idea of ultra-intelligence. Somebody stop these people. Number nine. AMD, ARM and Intel back a universal standard for chiplets. Ah, chiplets? Chiplets? Blocks of integrated circuits? Are these like baby robots? Sort of cute, isn't it? Chiplets, blocks of integrated circuits, are increasingly common in chip design, and some of the tech world's biggest companies want to make them more ubiquitous. Tom's Hardware, where reports a coalition including AMD, ARM and Intel has launched a Universal Chiplet Interconnect Express, or UCIE, standard meant to ease die-to-die -die connections in hardware and software. If all goes well, a designer could mix and match chiplets from different companies to create an ideal system on chip. That sounds like good news for the consumer. For once. Hitting double figures with number 10. Polycoder is an open source AI code generator that researchers claim Trump's codex. Code generation AI. AI systems that can write in different programming languages given a prompt promise to cut development costs while allowing coders to focus on creative, less repetitive tasks. But while research labs like OpenAI and Alphabet-backed DeepMind have developed powerful code-generating AI, many of the most capable systems aren't available in open source. For example, the training data for OpenAI's Codex which powers GitHub's Copilot feature, hasn't been made publicly available, preventing researchers from fine-tuning the AI model or studying aspects of it, such as interpretability. While GitHub's Copilot is paid for service, it's amazing to see open-source effort that could offer similar results for free. Yeah, free is nice, isn't it? That's not a prompt for anyone to be donating to this show. I don't even know how you would go about doing that maybe i don't know send us some bitcoin whatever i don't know could be some sats whatever whatever you feel it's up to you obviously it's free if you like it i'd like to know that you like it and if i knew that you like it then i'd carry on doing it more i'm still gonna do it whether you like it or not i'm doing it as long as the writing team is happy github is now owned by microsoft but other companies also work on code-generating artificial intelligences. A growing number of organizations are exploring code-generated AI. During its Build Developer Conference in May 2021, Microsoft details a new feature in Power Apps that taps OpenAI's GPT-3 language model to assist people in choosing formulas. Intel's control flag can autonomously detect errors in code. And Facebook's transcoder converts code from one programming language into another. DeepMind more recently announced AlphaCode, which the lab claims is among the first code generation systems competitive with human programmers. In programming competitions hosted on CodeForces, a platform for programming contests, DeepMind says that AlphaCode achieved an average ranking within the top 54.3% across recent contests with more than 5,000 participants. That's not bad, that's getting there, isn't it? But the Carnegie Mellon researchers note that 
Nearly no one outside of well-resources companies can train models anywhere near the size of AlphaCode or Codex. And with ONS or number 11, Google Research has released new paper. Co-training transformer with videos and images improves action recognition. Quote from the paper. In co-training transformer with videos and images improves action recognition, we propose a training strategy named COVER, or C-O-V-E-R, but where the C, the V, and the R are all capitals, that leverages both image and video data to jointly learn a single general purpose action recognition model. Our approach is buttressed by two main findings. First, disparate video datasets cover a diverse set of activities, and training them together in a single model could lead to a model that excels at a wide range of activities. Second, video is a perfect source for learning motion information, while images are great for exploiting structural appearance. Leveraging a diverse distribution of image examples may be beneficial in building robust spatial representations in video models. Concretely, cover first pre-trains the model on an image dataset and during fine-tuning, it simultaneously trains a single model on multiple video and image datasets to build robust spatial and temporal representations for a general-purpose video understanding model. Yeah, what he said. Alas, bit of news for this week is... Adam Curry's pal James Critlin from podnews.net has noticed. Google's Area 120 has unveiled a product called allowed, which automatically dubs videos into multiple languages, rather than the subtitles that happen on current YouTube clips. It would work for audio, too, we guess. Just add a blank video file. More infos directly from Google, quote, Have you ever wanted to learn something from a video, but couldn't because it was in another language? If your answer is yes, you're not alone. That's why we are introducing Allowed, a new product from Area 120, Google's in-house incubator for experimental projects. Using Allowed, creators can quickly and easily dub their videos into multiple languages, unlocking knowledge that might be trapped in a single language today. We support dubbing into Spanish and Portuguese, with Hindi, Baha Indonesia and other languages coming soon. We hope this makes dubbing more accessible to creators who previously considered it too difficult or too costly. And you can request early access starting today. To dub with Allowed, all you need to do is to provide the video and subtitles in the original language. If subtitles are not available, you can also quickly review the text transcript that we generate." End quote. To request early access, please go to this URL. Allowed, that is A-L-O-U-D dot area 120, A-R-E-A 120 dot Google, that is G-O-O-G-L-E dot com, C-O-M. Finally, yeah, the Knowledge MLOps. What does MLOps stand for? 
MLOps stands for Machine Learning Operations. MLOps is a core function of machine learning engineering, focused on streamlining the process of taking machine learning models to production and then maintaining and monitoring them. What is the use of MLOps? MLOps is a set of practices for collaboration and communication between data scientists and operations professionals. Applying these practices increases the quality, simplifies the management process, and automates the deployment of machine learning and deep learning models in large-scale production environments. Is MLOps a data engineer? With MLOps, data engineers can update, test, and validate deployments from a centralized hub, no matter what types of models they are running. MLOps makes model deployment easy. Finally, let's take a look at short description overall what MLOps is. MLOps is a set of practices that aims to deploy and maintain machine learning models in production reliably and efficiently. The word is a compound of machine learning and the continuous development practice of DevOps in the software field. Machine learning models are tested and developed in isolated experimental systems. When an algorithm is ready to be launched, MLOps is practiced between data scientists, DevOps and machine learning engineers to transition the algorithm to production systems. Similar to DevOps or DataOps approaches, MLOps seeks to increase automation and improve quality of production models while also focusing on business and regulatory requirements. While LMOps started as a set of best practices, it is slowly evolving into independent approach to ML lifecycle management. MLOps applies to entire lifecycle, from integrating with model generation, software development lifecycle, continuous integration forward slash continuous delivery, orchestration and deployment, to health, diagnostics, governance, and business metrics. In future, we will return to MLOps, as it is similarly important to machine learning like DevOps is important to software in general. But this first glance should suffice for now. Oh, thank heavens for that. And that's it for this episode. Stay safe, clump, and stay dangerous, meatbag. Singularity is near!